Hey, this is Sam Denning, host of The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide. Tonight, joining us is my really good friend, my best friend of all times, Brian Cox, who's living up in Connecticut. Brian's currently working construction, but he's uh, previously been a owner of a beer brewery, Hanging Hills Brewery, up in Connecticut. Uh, he's worked at a steel mill. He's done all kinds of different things, but Brian and I went to high school. We've known each other since high school, and our friendship has just gotten stronger and stronger and stronger, even though he has moved further away from me over the years. Um, this podcast is going to be about buffets and the effect of COVID-19 on buffets. And the reason that it's on such a random topic is because this is what Brian and I do with each other all the time. We call each other with uh, workplace complaints, workplace grievances, so to speak, uh, or just to talk about the most random things that have crossed our path or that has crossed through our brain waves during the day, and we just want to talk it out with someone, someone else that's willing to hash it out and think of all the, the craziness. So we decided to do a special podcast on buffets. So today uh, joining me is Brian Cox. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Rift, Brian. How are you doing? Doing all right. Well, let's start this out with a little story from my day today. My wife, Ying, and I and the kids were going to Lowe's to buy some things. And on the way back, we were driving up Route 60, and I saw that the China House Buffet was open on Route 60 out there. And I thought, well, is it open just for takeout? Let's drive down there and see. And Ying said, yeah, sure, because if it's open, we can go in there and eat. So we drove down there, and it said on the door, buffet is open. So we parked, we went in. We were the only people eating in there. Um, they wouldn't allow us to get our own food, which made sense. And they just spooned out what you told them that you wanted, and you went back and sat back down. Um, one of the things that was very obvious to me was that in an hour and a half time period. And no, we did not eat for an hour and a half straight. We happened to know the owners, so we kind of socialized. Um, although those of you that know me know I probably could eat for an hour and a half straight at a buffet. But I didn't. Um, there was no one else there the entire hour and a half. And this was from 11.30 to 1 p.m., 11.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. And I just can't help but think this pandemic... Uh, this COVID-19 is is going to crush the buffet. I don't, there's no way they can survive this. And I don't mean just specifically China House. I mean the buffet structure, which personally totally breaks my heart. I almost wake up every day wondering about Chinese buffets and when I might get there next. <laughs> well, Chinese buffets specifically, because you, you got all the Chinese, the anti-Chinese sentiment going around because of COVID-19 and the Chinese virus. We had several uh, cases up here of people vandalizing Chinese restaurants 
carryouts and buffets alike, um, which, you know, the people here, they didn't have anything to do with that. So pretty unfair there. But, um, well, you know, here in yeah. Huntington, and, and you're right, nationally, there is definitely this uh, this uh, sentiment towards Chinese people. But here in Huntington, I think these the, the locals here like their Chinese buffets too much to even dare put a finger on the on the buffet. Yeah, I think we're past that for the most part up here as well. Um, well, I mean, the North loves their Chinese buffets and their Chinese restaurants. I've, I literally worked for a guy at one point that was like, Okay, we're not going to work today. Um, I hope you have good walking shoes on because we are going to go into New York City and do a dumpling run. Mm. And I was like, "Excuse me." He goes, "Yeah, we're just going to go and we're going to try all the different types of dumplings that I used to love in New York City." And that's exactly what we did. So there are people that love dumplings that much that they just take off work and go right on into the city and eat dumplings. That would be fabulous to have have the opportunity. It was delicious. The final dish was actually twice cooked pork. That it was so heavy and rich that it like made you shiver as you eat it, but you couldn't stop. Oh, I love dumplings. My wife can make dumplings, and they are fantastic. Oh, my wife, not being Chinese, is actually very good at uh, dumplings too. She was a potter, and all of the dumplings come out like perfectly uniform. Like they've come out of a machine. It's ridiculous. You can just watch her. <laughs> she can just mold those things. She can take, yeah. she can take that flour, roll it out and then just tuck it in and pinch it. Yep. And she gets all the, the pinches like totally even. They fry more evenly because of that. It's, it's amazing. Well, we've gone off topic here. We're not even. Yeah. On the, well, uh, yeah, the, well, there's plenty. The, yeah, the topic here, get us back in, exactly. Is, is, is What do you think? I mean, from what I saw here at uh, China House and the news recently on Golden Corral, you know, here here locally they closed today. They announced that they were closing the one basically indefinitely in cross lanes outside of Charleston, West Virginia. Um, I'm, do you think I'm the buffet really structure is going to survive? It's going to change the way people dine unless it lifts you know, like kind of goes back to what it was, it is going to change how people eat and particularly the buffet because, you know, you've got people going up there and what's one of the key things on the buffet is the sneeze guard, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's naturally built in. (laughs) It's naturally built in to be, you know, a little more protective because, even in the best of times, the sneeze it, guard. It, it's still the trough and it's still kind of gross. It's all hands in. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm going to go, I, you go to a buffet, you pick up a roll you don't like, you set it down and grab the next one. Like, yeah. The whole structure of tongs, a buffet. I mean, they, always. exactly. Just like you said, I mean, they, they, they already had a sneeze guard. I mean, they knew that, that things yeah. were being spread there. Uh, just COVID nineteen. We didn't still exist. liked them. We knew they were troughs, but we just looked at them as immune builders, right? Yeah, my God, that lo mein is so delicious, and you can get as much as you want. I mean, come on, yeah, you can go get that General So's chicken. I don't even know if that's a real general, Brian, but his chicken is awesome. I mean, are we going to lose that? Are we going to lose an American the, dish? Yeah, just it, catch up. <laughs> Are we, the thing is, though, to get somewhat back on topic, are we going to lose the opportunity to get endless amounts of General So's chicken? 
Is it just going to be call ahead and get the little, uh, little container? Well, for some people it's a big container, but for Sam Denning, it's a little container. Um, I would say that it's going to be like that for quite a while. And those who, um, can make it through all of this are going to have to rely on carry out only. And there's going to be a lot of them closed down. There's, I mean, restaurants on the whole are going to be hurt by this as much or more than just about anyone, in my opinion. And places that are buffet specific, even more so. Yeah. Um, I think the restaurant industry as a whole is, is going to be not good. They're going to have to totally revolutionize how they serve their people. And yeah, buffets and probably going to be weird if we get, well, I think we're, we'll get used to not having buffets and then all of a sudden you're going to be able to have it again and you're going to think the Pizza Hut lunch buffet is the best thing in the world, even if it's not great. Yeah, exactly. Which I have seen your family, your brothers just decimate a Pizza Hut lunch buffet before. They can't make pizza fast enough to keep up with us. No. That's all there is to it. Considering that your brother Joe's the runt at like 6'2", 250. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a reason that CC's Pizza didn't survive around here. No. And it wasn't from from COVID-19. It was from the fact that they met their match in Huntington, West Virginia, and they they met a group of people that could literally eat more pizza than they were uh, paying for. That's why they won't put in a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. It just wouldn't, people would be like, this is amazing. And they'd go there and just kill it. And it is amazing. Yeah, I, t- I took my wife to that. I took survived, my, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, the only buffet that I could think of in Huntington, West Virginia that hasn't survived is the Rack Buffet. <laughs> yeah. You remember, or the Rack Salad Bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those structures still exist, but the uh, the institution is no longer Nope. Um, yeah, I, you're going to look at, um, what's the, um, I can't even remember that, like the chain restaurant. Is it TGI Fridays that's got the the salad bar? Who's got the yeah, salad bar? Yeah, they got Ruby bar? Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays with the salad bar. That's going to be a huge portion of their business gone. Right, people go to those places because they that's they want that salad bar. If that you know, in these yeah, times, they want the salad bar and the drink special. And and we are as a society, we that's why buffets do so well in America. Is we like to be able not only to eat as much as we want, but to go in there and just pick things up and 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 eat and pick the quantity and the amount and the things that we like. Um, I just think that this probably won't change. I mean, who knows, maybe if a vaccine comes pretty quickly, but if this becomes the the norm, you know, we're going to have to be like this, it's, they're probably not going to survive. And I think, um, to switch gears somewhat, uh, grocery stores and Chinese restaurants and all these things, I think of it somewhat similarly uh, here locally, grocery stores were already widening the aisles for you know, have, for paying shoppers to get things for folks that were ordering their food online, they were doing that before COVID nineteen. So yeah, they want to limit the amount of people in the grocery stores. And the way that I see it, so this is just my thoughts personally. Um, 
eventually over the years, while we are still living, we're going to see, you know, we have Kroger here locally. I don't know what you guys have, but we're going to see. Shop, which they have something called Peapod. Okay. Which is part of, that's their home delivery. Well, we're going to see, I think, we're going to see, they're going to push it more and more and more, especially because of this virus. And even if the virus somewhat, you know, there's a vaccine, there will always be the fear of when's the next virus. So that will drive things. But I think that they're going to, they want from a business standpoint, it probably costs them more money up front, but long term, they want less Kroger locations. They may only want one yeah. Kroger serving a region, and they tell their shoppers, if you want to shop in person, you go to this Kroger. Otherwise, yeah, every, otherwise it's coming out of the warehouse. Uh, otherwise, it's getting boxed up in the warehouse and shipped to you. And, and you I already th- have yes, I, well, the reduction in cashiers with the self-checkout. Yeah, I so think now that, that eliminates all that too. That's where that's going. And I, where I was going with this is <laughs> these buffets and these Chinese takeout places – I don't think they can survive unless they do something like that. They consolidate. Yeah. You know, see more and more. Yeah, you have one. Uber Eats and Grubhub type situations. Right, but I don't think that they're. online. Right, but I'm talking from a perspective of the owner of the Chinese restaurant. I think that the only way they can handle that is if they consolidate, like the grocery stores may eventually do. So, like, if you have a handful in. East Huntington or even just Huntington, you have a handful of small Chinese restaurants. Nobody can eat in them anymore, and there's not enough traffic to sur- keep one surviving off of a Grubhub or whatever. They are going to join forces and have one kitchen and support you know, half of Huntington through it. Because otherwise, there's just not enough business that way to keep all the little ones open. Does that make sense? So I think that in the future we're going to see less options of at least names of Chinese buffets or names of other types of buffets, and you're just going to get them from one centralized place. And I don't mean That's next year. Possible. Yeah, I don't That's mean next year. It's a component but, of time. Yeah, I think, it's, I think that it's going to go that direction because otherwise these restaurants can't survive even with takeout. There's just not enough takeout orders for one tiny, let's say, China Walk in Proctorville, Ohio. You know, they can't just live off of takeout orders. They would have to get with several other Chinese restaurants and combine their forces, maybe eliminate some payroll. And I mean, I'm getting into this a little bit deeply, but I think that same model. And thinking about you, you know, everyone in the 50s and 60s cooked and ate at home. And then as time progressed, more and more people ate out. And we, you and I growing up, I mean, as kids, we didn't eat out very much. But as adults, it's like, well, let's just go out to eat. Let's just go out to eat. Like, everybody's in that mindset. Let's just go out to eat. And now that you can't, um, what's the sub in? Either you got to cook at home or you're going to have to be getting, looking at carry out much more extensively as an option. Yeah, exactly. You know, either go pick it up or have it delivered to you. Yeah. And I envision restaurants that may be niche sort of restaurants, like let's say here, Huntington Backyard Pizza or The Peddler, and I'm sure you've got some to name where you're from, uh, Bonhoff. <laughs> you know, they're, y- y- those aren't going to survive, even if they do take out or carry out only. They're going to have to branch out. And, and so basically what I envision is you're going to have 
a one-stop shop sort of thing, like a Walmart of foods, you know, so that you can service a lot more people and get the same amount of business. So like you may be going to this online thing and it's a restaurant that serves Asian food, almost like a golden growl, but hopefully better um, for takeout just just so that they can make it. I don't think that there's, I think it also depends geographically too. I mean, Huntington's a small town. New York City might be different, but because there's a lot more people. Yeah, it's totally different that way. But like, how does that, can the buffet adapt to that? Because like the whole thing about going to a Golden Corral is you just go in there knowing that you're hungry. You have a void that you must fill and you don't know what you're going to do to fill it until you walk up there and look at it. Exactly. You might take a couple bread rolls and you, you might, you might, yeah. dip, you might dip one in chocolate. Yeah. You have something in mind that you're going to go after. And then when you get up there, you're like, mm, that doesn't look how I want it to. So then you bump over to what looks better, whatever that may be. Yeah. Chances are it's not steamed broccoli that looks better. It's going to be like some kind of meat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone seems to go for there. Yeah, that meatloaf um, that looks like nobody really wanted to eat it for the last two or three days. Uh, right. doesn't look quite so tasty today. It has a nice crack down the center of it looking like um, dry Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. But that's fine because you can add gravy to that and it fixes it. Yeah, and exactly. They have they have a ladle right next to it's like on every single corner of Golden Corral. You know, they've got these little corners. Everything's kind of in an indention. And at every corner of Golden Corral there is a encrusted ladle inside yeah. of inside of a gravy bucket. It's or like, yeah, if you don't like your pizza, yeah, definitely. Cuz it might not be gravy you put on it. It might be ranch. Oh, but Brian, have you not ever had pizza with ranch dressing on it? Oh, of course I have. Yeah. I shouldn't say Absolutely. I used to, of course I have. Used to This do isn't that. mocking. This is serious. Like you put ranch on it and hot sauce. That's the savior of most pizza. More cheese, ranch, and hot sauce. <laughs> right, right. You could bring that right around. But the... Exactly, and it's delicious, and I've probably gained many pounds in my life from doing that. Um, but back to the topic still, buffets. Oh, and, and, and by the way, I feel like this is something you and I can both talk about because, you know, most most of the time there's usually an expert involved, and I am definitely an expert in buffets. Uh, I mean, several of them. I mean, I can't out-eat you, but for a guy my weight, I definitely eat above my weight class. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I that, mean, that I've, gives I've credence to your... Uh, before. Yeah, that, that gives you a little bit of clout in this buffet talk. Plus, I just love food, period. Like, I'm I'm a foodie. I can appreciate any type of food, even if it's my, just... My problem like I'm going is, into it, and it's cafeteria food. I know it's cafeteria food, and I'm going to go after the best of cafeteria food. Well, my problem with it is I don't use buffets to their full advantage, so to speak. I don't go and nitpick a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I go in there and I get the general sows, the lo mein, and I eat 
five plates of it. Don't try anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I said, it's on a depressing note that may be going out the window here, you know, right in front of our eyes, the the actual Chinese buffets and, and these other buffets. I mean, you can see Golden Corral's already basically starting to go under closed down places and I'm sure there's the little, Indian buffets. Yeah. There's local buffets all over the country. Second segment of a restaurant. Yeah. The, the Indian buffets are always popular and that's probably going to go down by a good bit. Yeah. The only way you're going to be able to make something a buffet style in the future. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that these buffets do survive, but, is you it might just, be like the omelet um, line in the morning where you go in and you have to stand in line wait for the guy to make your omelet and you point out all you want. And it is just like you said. You go in, you have to stand on your X, and you can point out what it is you want. They load it on a plate and give it to you. Right. That, I mean, that may be the way that it goes forward. But, you know, but people, you're still limited on the number of people coming through. Right in the in the restaurant, the margins in restaurants. Uh, the capacity survive. levels have to go down. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. I hope that they can survive, and that I can still have the the choices of foods I want at buffets. I just get a feeling that they're not going to, and that the only way that I can go and eat as much as I want and of all the things I want is to literally order as much as I can. And bring it back to my house and gorge on it, which is horrible. So I probably <laughs> wouldn't do that. Uh, you know that when you do that, when you're bringing back to your house huge containers of food, then you realize, damn, I'm eating a lot. But when you're doing it a little <laughs> plate at a time, and the especially at the Chinese restaurants, they're pretty quick about removing your plate, so you don't see a pile of plates beside you, and you don't go, man, I've yeah. got five or six plates. It always like ah, I've just had a plate. But right of each thing. Yeah, you know, if you get on online and you start ordering two pints of this and a quarter of that, and you know, they bring you your 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 food that you want, you know, they bring it in a huge box. That's when you're yeah. like, wow. It's two of the old paper grocery bags full, and you're like, oh, I didn't think it was that much. And yeah. then you you realize that you have enough for tonight, tomorrow for lunch tomorrow night and lunch after that too. Right. That's exactly. And then, you know, that's the way that, uh, maybe the takeout buffet will be. Um, I don't know. This will be an interesting thing. This will be an interesting thing to see pan out. I mean, it's not the only thing that's changed during these times, but it's definitely. So what are you going to miss most that you think might wash out from, um, from the pandemic buffets? You don't like, the idea of a buffet going away. What else is on that list for you? Yeah, buffets near the top. I mean, in in person classes at school, that's at the bottom. Buffets are the most important thing. That's because we're out of school. Yeah, I know. I have kids. I'm actually being facetious. <laughs> buffets, I love going to class. Yeah, buffets <laughs> are not at the top of the list of things I that that really worry me, whether they they leave or not. Uh, but I do wonder about you know the college, the 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 institutions of higher higher learning are going to be drastically changed through this. Even uh, just elementary level. I oh mean, yeah. you get a lot out of that. So that's going to change. But like, 
crowded places like bowling alleys. Gosh, how many times yeah. have we bowled together? I know. And you're like on each other's heels trying to move around because it's like there's room for eight people on the board, but they only give you four chairs. Like at every bowling alley, there's four chairs. And then it's like, yeah, but you can put up to eight bowlers at once. I've never understood why they don't give you enough chairs to go with. Yeah, and I'm going to say something here that's going to sound messed up, but I don't mean it to sound messed up for anyone that is in good health that enjoys buffets and enjoys bowling, but it seems like the things we keep bringing up uh, that we are potentially going to lose for this virus are the people that stereotypically go to buffets and go bowling or the kinds of people that are yeah. on the on the end of the spectrum that are higher risk to die from the virus, Odd, well, oddly enough. Well, one, we're talking about a group of people that's typically obese, so they're going to have a problem with respiratory issues. Two, a lot of times these people going to buffets and you're in the Bible bowling belt, you know, you're looking at the people that are on the lower income levels too. So not, like I said, you know, a little preface, not, not all of them, obviously. Not all of them, but, it but just, that happens quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to deny it. I'm not in the best of, uh, my weight is definitely in the overweight or higher section. So, I mean, got to be honest with myself and I love buffets. Yeah. So, you know, there can't help but think there's a, uh, correlation there. And well, I, a lot of people have been gaining weight during this pandemic. I've actually been losing weight. So that's good. It's cause I've been uh, having to stay away from the buffets, man. That's the single reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that's the single reason. No, I've, I've actually been trying to lose weight, as you know, but uh, yeah. I, I would normally on a typically, typically on a, on a normal week, I would go to a buffet style of restaurant once a week. Okay. So I've gone once since March, and it was today, and I felt like it was not a buffet although it was, but I did not go up as much. You know, you're not, people aren't going to go up as much when people are having to hand them the food. It's a little bit embarrassing. It's like, yeah, hand me a spoon of this and a spoon of that. When normally you would sit there and go, you know, if you were your typical buffet connoisseur where everybody at the you buffet were, knows your name, you would load you're up. You're wondering if you can just get away with putting it on to the tray instead of the plates. Yeah, exactly. You're just like, hmm, they clean these trays the same way they clean the plates probably just load this up yeah exactly i mean i want to say they ask you what do you want you know oh just a you know a spoonful of that you know little grab a tongs of that lo mein when in reality in my brain i'm going just fill the entire plate with lo mein but when it's another person doing it it's like oh you know it just just put a little bit on that right. in there and a little bit of this, you know it's just not the same reality check not the same experience and people don't like that experience. Like the, the typical buffet goer doesn't want a person in between them and their food. Yeah. That's kind of the point. Definitely. They just want a sneeze guard between them and their food. In a little space well, underneath they, where you can use the utensils. They want a guard between others and their food. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I have to say, 
uh, I didn't think about buffets this much until tonight. This is definitely a random chat. Um, we're going to have to come up with a couple more of these topics um, <laughs> to bounce off one another here. Yeah. I mean, it's been a great conversation. Uh hope hope we can have more in the future about some random topics. This is definitely random, but for, you know, for most people, this is a relevant conversation. I'm sure that this conversation has been had by millions of Americans. You know, what's going to happen to our buffets? Yeah. Well, what is going to no. Yeah, they may be maybe gone at least in the current form. Yeah, no more ponderosas. Shoney's, all the great mid-Atlantic, middle-southern restaurant chains. We're going to have to pack it up and pack it in. Oh, Gold Growl going under, or possibly going under. That's just a, that's a heartbreaker for many in this area. Yeah. Well, Brian, uh, thanks for joining us. Again, this is Brian Cox uh, on The Rift, Enlightenment Within the Divide hosted by me, Sam Denning. Hope you've enjoyed the conversation, and you'll tune in again next week. Brian, take it easy, man. You too, buddy. (laughs) 